You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast recorded with Hashem's unending help right here in Ramat Pichemesh, Israel, 5768-2008. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Shoftim. In chapter 18, verse 9, the Torah tells us like this, You're coming to the land that Hashem your God is giving you. Do not learn to do like the abominations of those people. You should not be found amongst you, someone who gives over his child to be passed through the fire with these magical ways when the person would step on the fire, it wouldn't burn their feet, and all kinds of different magical things that they would do in order to understand the future. Asking questions to the dead, all these different ways of finding out what's going on in the future. It's the abomination of Hashem, whoever does these things. And because of these abominations, Hashem your God is taking them out from before you, and you're going to come in in their place. Finally, the verse says, You should be perfect, simple. With Hashem your God. Now, what does this mean that you should be simple and perfect with Hashem your God? So Rashi says to us like this: His go with Hashem, with God, with perfection, with simplicity, and hope to Him. And don't try to find out what's going to happen in the future. Whatever happens to you, receive it, accept it with simplicity. And by doing so, you will be His portion. You will be with God. Now, it's important to understand, I believe the Sifzei Chachamim points this out, that the way Rashi is understanding this verse is, you shall be simple. You shall be whole with God. Don't look after what's going to happen in the future. Don't worry about the future. And if you do that, then you will be with God. Meaning the way that we come to a perception and to a connection to God is by being simple, by not trying to figure out what's going on in the future, by trusting God, by doing such a thing so then we become close to God. That's what Rashi is saying. Someone showed me a very beautiful pshat, a very beautiful understanding in this verse based on this Rashi that's brought down by Rabbi Moshe Feinstein in his book Darash Moshe. He says like this, included in the verse is that we should not be worried about the future. We should not be worried. What's going to happen in the future? How are things going to work out? To the point that we see that there's an idea that a person, so when he's young, when he's a bachar, he's learning in yeshiva, he's spending his time dedicating himself to learning the Torah, to learning Gemara, to learning the Talmud, and he's spending all of his days in that pursuit. So sometimes a person says to himself, well, I have to perhaps go to college, I have to go to a place, I have to learn a parnasa, I have to learn about a livelihood, one day, one day I'm going to get married, I'm going to have to provide for my family. So Rabbi Moshe says something which is very interesting, and which in a certain sense, to us Americans who are used to college, we have to go to college, and we have to figure out what we're going to do with our lives, this is something that's not, it's not easy for us to hear. But Rabbi Moshe Feinstein says it's a mistake. We're not supposed to think that way. We're not supposed to be worried about what's going to happen in the future. How am I going to figure out how to provide a livelihood for my family? You'll think about that when you get up to that stage, says Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. Tamim tihiyya im Hashem you have to be simple with God. You have to be whole with God. You have to trust God. You have to know that at the point when it's necessary for you to provide your family with livelihood, you will. 
Hashem will provide you with an opportunity. Something will come along. Somebody will come along. You'll have an opportunity. We have to know that everything comes from God. And our livelihoods, no matter what we do, how many years we spend in learning to be a doctor or to be a lawyer, whatever it is, we have to realize that it was God who put it in our heads in the first place to go do that thing. And thus, if a person, let's say, doesn't go to college, or he doesn't go and spend his time before he's married trying to find a Parnassah, a livelihood, for, for 10 years from now, Somehow something's going to happen. There are plenty of good people who went to college, spent their years learning all these different things that they didn't end up using. They became businessmen and they made their parnas, their livelihood from some other way. And there are plenty of people who spent many long years in college to get this unbelievable degree from an Ivy League university. And in the end, their salary is nothing to write, ha- write home about. And then there are people who never went to college. They never spent their time in an Ivy League university. And nevertheless, somehow they're able to put, put food on their table and they might even be wealthy. So a person has to realize that, you know, you can make all these chashbanis, I have to be worried about the future, what's going to happen. We have to be whole, we have to trust God. And what that means is we don't have to think about what's going to be and have a plan and a backup plan and a backup plan to the backup plan. That's a mistake. Means we have to be simple, we have to trust God. At the time when it's necessary for us to have a livelihood, we will have a livelihood. God will help us. He'll send the right person our way. He'll send the right opportunity our way. Everything will go as it's supposed to go. We have to trust God. I know this is something that's really difficult to hear, as I said before, but it's something it's worth thinking about because it's an ideal. And it's an ideal that we have to know that we can strive for, we should strive for. And it's very interesting that I heard there was a friend of mine in yeshiva, and so it's well known in the yeshivas, so there's something called Dor Yisharim. Dor Yisharim is that they take a genetic test of the man and the, and the, and the woman, and if there's a couple who are interested in getting married, so they, they couple up the numbers, it's, everything's done very, very privately, nobody knows who's who, what's what, all, everything is with numbers, and they see if these two people are genetically compatible, if they're going to produce any kind of children, heaven forbid, with genetic diseases, especially you know in the Ashkenazi community, so there are a lot of uh, heritable genetic diseases, so they have Dor Yisharim. And people do this test, I did this test as well, and everyone checks before they get married. Now I have a friend, and he didn't do it. He didn't do Dor Yisharim, he didn't take the test, and he didn't check if he and his wife were genetically compatible. And so I remember thinking, you know, what is what is up with this guy? Like, why is he not doing this? This is accepted, this is what we do. It's like, why would you want to create problems for your kids? And he said something which is very interesting, and the reason that it's interesting also is it's because it's connected to this word of Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. Because he actually heard this from Rabbi Moshe Feinstein's son, Rabbi David Feinstein. And what Rabbi David Feinstein said, and I believe he said it in the name of his father as well, is that there's a concept that we don't check for genetic diseases. And the reason is because we trust Hashem. And I know, again, this is really hard to hear. It's something difficult for us to hear. But it's because we're on such a low level. That's the truth. We're on such a low level when it comes to trusting God and realizing that everything that happens in the world is from God. We don't, we don't just do genetic testing. You know why? Because there's a concept that we trust in Hashem. And if someone's going to have children that are, some have some genetic disease, that's from Hashem. There are people who are coming down into this world, or our souls that have to come back into this world, just in order to have some kind of tikkun, for their soul to have a rectification, and it involves them having this kind of difficulty. And we have to know that every single person that something difficult happens to, a person who has children, who nebuch, unfortunately, they're, they're Down syndrome, or they have some other retardation or autistic, every single person has their tikkun. Every single child that's born to this world in this way, in an unusual way, 
it's it's all part of Hashem's plan. God has a plan for every single individual. It's it's hard to hear, but it's true. And thus, there's a concept of tamim tiyam Hashem lekach. We have to be holy. We have to trust God. We have to be simple. We don't have to be so sophisticated trying to figure out what's going to be in the future. Maybe we're going to have some kind of genetic disease. We have to check this and that. No, we don't check. According to Moshe Feinstein, according to, of course, you have to ask your rub. You have to ask your halachic authority. But this is the the message that Moshe Feinstein says is included in this verse of tamim tiyam Hashem lekacha. We have to be whole with God. We have to trust Him. We have to know that every single thing that occurs to us is from Him. It's from Him. Everything. And a person naturally wants to know what's going to be in the future. You know, we don't have perhaps, or most of us don't have a connection with a psychic who knows what's going to happen tomorrow or what's going to happen next week or what our winning lottery numbers are. So we don't, maybe we don't have that Yitzhahara, the evil inclination to go out and see, you know, to speak to some psychic and find out what's going to happen in the future. But everybody wants to know what's going to happen in the future. Everybody wants that their children should be healthy, that their everything should be beseder, that their livelihood should be insured, and that they should be able to provide for their family, and everything should be set out for them. And everyone wants to go out and do you know do whatever it takes in order that everything should be misudar, set up for them. But there's also a concept, and I know I keep saying this again, but we need to hear it again. We need to hear it again and again, that Hashem is in charge of the world. And we can do anything. We can do all these different things. We can we can do all make all the cheshbinus, all the calculations in the world, and go to this school and go to this place in order to learn what we need to learn. And the truth is that ultimately, it always comes down to what does Hashem want? What is Hashem? Are we going to have livelihood? It's all dependent on Hashem. Are we going to make a lot of money this year? It all depends on Hashem. You know, people ask me. I'm in I'm in music, and I've gotten this question, and they say to me. You know, is it hard to be in music? Is it something that you would recommend? Someone was asking me about it. He wants he's thinking about getting involved in music. And I said, listen, I like this profession. The reason that I like this profession, and you're going to laugh at me, but the reason that you, I like this profession is because I never know where the dollar is going to come from next week. I never know where it's going to come from next month. And and it really gives me a chance to work on my bitachon, to work on my trust in Hashem. It's not so easy for my family. That's the truth. But this is the parnasa that Hashem gave me. You know, this is the livelihood that, that God gave me. It's music. And both I and my wife, we truly feel that Hashem is helping us every day. We really feel like we get into these you know, predicaments. We haven't paid the bills. Our, our uh, bank account is in minus 3,000 shekels. How are we going to do it? How are we going to pull it together? And somehow, Kadesh Baruch Hu sends us. He sends us parnasa. He sends us livelihood when we need it. He sends it. Sometimes there's a little bit of lachatz, a little bit of pressure. But He sends it at the right moment. Everything that we need. And But it comes down to the fact that, I'll tell you the truth, I'm telling you from my personal experience, I did not go to college. I didn't go to college, and in those years, you know, it was a fight, my parents wanted me to go, and I decided that, you know, Hashem gave me a gift, which is music, and I knew that if it's, I'm supposed to have a livelihood, no matter what, I'm going to have a livelihood with His help. And Baruch Hashem, I see it throughout the years, I'm married for seven years almost, with Hashem's help, and somehow, some way, every single day, it's always a challenge, but somehow, we put, we place our faith in Hashem and we trust God. It, he comes through for us. He really does. And it's an unbelievable thing. And I have tremendous akarsatayv. I really have tremendous gratitude to God. Anyway, I want to tell you a little story that has to do with trusting God and realizing that He's the one that's in charge. And this is a story that happened to someone who I know very well. And he told me that one time he went, he was on vacation, he went up to the north of Israel with this little car that he borrowed. 
And they went to the beach. There was a private beach, a place where there weren't so many people there, and he could go with his family. There's no problem of looking at women who were not sneeze, not properly modest. And so they went and they found this spot, and they sat there. They were on the beach for a while. And it was time to go, so he went to get the car. And he said to himself, you know, maybe I'll, I'll pull the car into the beach so that we can pack all the stuff and directly into the car. The kids will get in the car and everything will be able to get out of there faster. Anyway, what happens is he pulls onto the beach, but he makes a mistake. He pulls into an area where the sand is very deep and it's not hard, and the car gets stuck in the sand. And he really just doesn't know what to do because, like, how am I going to get this out? It was, it was a whole back way to get there. If there's a tow truck that's going to come, how am I going to get out of here? Imamish, he literally didn't know what to do. He didn't know where to turn. And there were a group of, you know, guys, some men that were on a beach that were, you know, tossing a frisbee or something. And he, his wife said, you know, why don't you go ask them? He didn't feel comfortable asking those people. Anyway, he goes back to the car. He starts to dig underneath the wheels, hoping perhaps he'll be able to stick something underneath the wheels and pull out. Anyway, as he's, as he's there, so somebody is passing by, two French guys. They came from Paris, I believe. And they had come up to this beach and uh, so they said, what's wrong? What's happening? And so my friend, so he went and he said to these guys, he said, whatever, I got my car stuck in here. And they said, well, maybe we can help you. And they tried to start pulling on the car. They couldn't budge the car. They said, you know, I have a, I have a four, four-wheel drive car that they had rented, and uh, maybe we can pull you out. So they pull up the car and, they, and they, they try to attach something. And then someone else comes along and they see that there's a guy, this guy who came along had a, had a rope in his car. And they pull out the rope and they hook it on. But they, the, the four-wheel drive car is getting stuck in the sand. Also, they don't know what to, what to do. Anyway, they pull the car out a little bit farther. They, they let the rope out farther. They still, it's still attached. And the guy with the four-wheel drive car, the, the French guy, so he, he's able to pull the car out. And as the car is coming out, so, so my friend, so he jumps for joy. He's so happy. He says, thank you, Hashem. And all of a sudden, they're watching as the car, they t- it was going too far. It was going to end up in the ditch on the other side. Anyway, one of the French guys and the guy who brought the rope, they quickly grabbed the car. They held it with all their strength. And they were able to stop the car from falling into the ditch. Anyway, so my friend, the whole time he, he really had no clue what to do. He didn't know how he was going to get out of this mess. And he just was so thankful to Hashem that Hashem had helped him. And Hashem came through for him. And he turns to these French guys and he says, thank you very much. And they said, no, 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 don't thank us. Thank God. It's all from him. And he's like, and so my friend's like, you know, it's really true. You know, God sent you all the way from France to come to be on this beach right now when I needed you. And they all sensed that there was Ashkacha Pratis. God was taking care of this guy. And the bottom line is that sometimes a person thinks, you know, it could have been someone else who it would have happened to. He would have got all upset. He would have said to his wife, why didn't you tell me not to come in here? And he could get upset at this one and get upset at that one. Why did I pull in here? And, and you know, this guy, he just took it easy. He was relaxed. He said, I don't know what to do. It's in Hashem's hands. Everything is from Hashem. I got stuck. He helped me get stuck for whatever reason. He's going to help me get out of here. When a person has that, that attitude, when a person realizes that everything that happens in life is from Hashem, when he acts tamim tiyeh, when he acts with simplicity, and he realizes that everything is from Hashem, whether good or bad, everything is from Hashem. Hashem has a cheshben, Hashem has some calculation, some reason. Everything that happens to a person, whether it's good or it's bad, everything is for his best in the end. It's for his benefit. He may not see it, he may not realize it, but he will see in the end. When a person acts like that, then he's im Hashem lekecha, like Rashi said. When a person is simple, he realizes that everything is from Hashem. He is with Hashem. He's able to see, he's able to accept, 
accept all the hardships or all the good things that happen to him with equanimity. He can realize that everything is from Hashem and that Hashem is constantly with him. And when, when a person realizes that Hashem is constantly with him, there's no greater joy in life. I just want to finish off with one last thought that has to do with the month we just started this Elul. This month, we're one month before Rosh Hashanah now, 40 days from Rosh Chodesh El from the beginning of Elul until Yom Kippur. These are days of tshuva, days of repentance, days of reconnecting to God, recommitting to God. And so I saw in Rav Moshe's Sefer, Rav Moshe Feinstein, so he also mentions about Elul, right in the piece before, and he says, Elul is Anila Doidi Vidoidi Li. I'm to my beloved, as my beloved is to me. God is our beloved. He's the one who loves us so much, and we love him so much. And so a person, he says, it's common for people to say, oh, it's time to do tshuva, fire and brimstone. If you don't do tshuva, you're going to burn in hell if you don't repent for all your sins. You know, that's not the way. We see from this, how do we do repentance? How do we come back to God? How do we connect to God? It's by realizing that He loves us so much. We love Him so much. We want to do what God wants because He's our beloved Father. We don't want to make Him upset. We don't want to rebel against our Father. We want to do whatever He wants. We want to connect to Him. That's the way that we have to approach tshuva. When we realize that everything that happens to us is for our best, we realize that Hashem is our loving Father. He's the one that cares about us so much. We can reconnect to Him. We can come close to Him. We can repent. We can say to ourselves, you know, this thing that I've done, I've done this thing wrong. And I want to come back to you, God. I want to come back to you, Father. I want to do your will. I want to trust you again. I want to know that everything that you do is for my best. Thank you so much for listening. Have a very good Shabbos.